I'm an American citizen, and it's the Hug-A-Bunch movie this week on Why Do You Know That? Excuse me, Your Majesty, but it's written in our Constitution. Welcome to Why Do You Know That, the podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. How you doing? I'm good. Can I tell you, I made two different soups this week. I had to pause. Okay. Because you took my breath away. I know. Well, because I don't know if our listeners know this, but I am famously not a soup person in general. I don't like soup. And I made two soups this week. Please take us on this journey. Okay. Well, I found out that if you have a lot of stuff and you're lazy, you can just put it all in a pot and make soup with it. And so I did that twice. I made a stuffed pepper soup, which was uh, brown rice, tomatoes, tomato juice. No, not tomato juice, tomato sauce um, and green peppers and stuff and, and hamburger. And then I made a chicken soup, which was wild rice, chicken, chicken broth, wait for it, onions, celery classic classic yeah i made a chicken a chicken rice make it once make it twice make it chicken soup with rice i need to go back to where you put hamburger in a soup oh well i mean ground beef oh yeah yeah okay is that a is that a michigan thing to just call ground beef hamburger it might be like hamburger helper is not hamburgers in my mind it was one a patty patty. i put a patty in no i mean i could have formed it into a it was it was like a a (laughs) patty form it was mm-hmm. a mound of beef when i put it in right 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 uh but yes i don't know please let us know do you call it ground beef hamburger uh why do you know that pot at gmail.com <laughs> we're dying to know we're uh, we're off the rails already <laughs> we're going too wild i uh i like making soup uh i'm just not particularly good at it and i feel like i either i there's always one ingredient that i either forget or I'll put it all in and it'll take four to five hours. And by that fifth hour, usually they still, you know, it still needs some more time or something. And I'm like, no, I'm hungry now. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what helped open my soup window, which is not giving a fuck about any of that. (laughs) Not measuring, not figuring out like I, when it was time to add the rice, I was just like, whatever, I'm making soup. I'll put in however much onion and rice I want. So the the stuffed pepper soup is now more of a almost a casserole. It's completely solid. It's a gelatinous because it's the rice. I put too much rice in, and the chicken soup is not enough rice, I guess. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so those are the two soups I made. You know what else is kind of just like warm uh, and comforting, like a soup? Sure. We could call it that. I don't know that I would call it that. I'd okay. call it cold and frightening, kind uh, of like putting a whole hamburger patty in a soup. Oh, <laughs> I don't think if I, a cooked hamburger patty. Yeah, which is what well, I no, Nadia, you're not going to you're not going to take a cooked hamburger patty and just toss it into a pot like of soup. Like an old McDonald's hamburger, no. just tossed into a soup. Ew, I know McDonald's soup. That's kind of what today's topic reminds me of. Okay. Be-doo, 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 be-doo. That's the seg alert going off. Uh, let's introduce our guest, and he can help fill us in on why today's topic is both comfort and nightmare. Uh, he's a writer for DuckTales, and you know him from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Please welcome Ben Seaman. 
Hi, Ben. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Before we get into the topic of yeah, the day, I'm happy I have to field a couple any of, soup I, questions. Now, first of all, I've been there as far as like putting too much, like too many noodles or too much rice in a soup, and then it becomes like a slop. Yes. And then I feel like Rachel Ray would call it something stupid, like a super roll or uh, a, a <laughs> Cass's soup, because she would always make stoop where she was like, it's not a stew. It's not a soup. It's a stoop. And I would just get so mad. What's. No, it's either a stew or there's no in between. There's no in between. And then I love that you She's very casually are like you. You say you're lazy, but then you had all these fresh produce materials like <laughs> onions and tomatoes and peppers. Like oh, like, in his garden. You, I have a subscription service. Do you do farm fresh to you? Or no, something? it's imperfect produce. Oh, so on top of making that soup, I'd like all of our listeners imperfect to know. produce. Yeah, I really might. Not try an ad, that. but I'll give you my <laughs> referral code. You get ten dollars off, and I get ten dollars. I have a suggestion which is let's just make this episode about me and my soups <laughs> and Welcome then back come back another talk. day yeah uh, okay all right so i should just leave okay no no no. you oh, can no. still talk about my soups but you'll uh, come back another day to talk about whatever your topic is <laughs> the topic today happens to be the hug a bunch movie oh yeah we should get into that while we're here <laughs> while we're here um, you said while now we're here. while we're here i'm older than both of you and so i watched this as a child and i wonder if you guys had been my age if you would have or had you even ever heard of the hug a bunch at all i had heard of the hug a bunch i did not know that there was a movie based on them uh vaguely the toys or dolls look like something i could have seen in like a cousin's basement toy room um and I watched lots of stuff. Like, I don't know if you remember the Fluffy Dogs. Fluffy Dogs was supposed to be like the second. It came out after Gummy Bears, and they were really hoping it was going to be the next Disney cartoon. But yeah. then the special tanked. Yeah. And so then they nixed the plans. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's, Hug a Bunch reminded me very much of, I think it's called Rockin' Mother Goose. I don't, mm, actually, yeah. that's not. Is Mother that Goose the, Rock and Roll. That was it. Mother Goose It was on the Disney roll. Channel. Yes. With Shelley Duvall. Yes. And a bunch of people, but this has the same. Uh, 80s children's show nightmare vibe. Nightmarish quality. Like, things like this and, like, Return to Oz and stuff, like, like things used to be so much darker for kids in the 80s and this. Like, the, I, these things, like, traumatize me. Yes. Yeah. Like, Same. some of the stuff in this special is really scary. Yeah. I'm just going to come out right out and say it. It was so unpleasant. <laughs> ben, I had to stop it three times. To take a break. I you found, were watching it late at night, too. I was. That's true. You got a text at probably like 1230. Yeah, I was asleep. That just said, Ben, asleep. what the fuck? <laughs> I was. <sighs> Before we get too deep into it. Yeah. Ben, the Hug a Bunch movie. Why do you know that? Why do I know that? I I, I think uh, my, my neighbors, the Cook family, when I was growing up in the cul-de-sac in Arizona. Shout out to the Cooks. They, they had this on video and we would hang out there all the time. So I, I didn't even own this movie, but I just watched it dozens of times at my neighbor's house because they owned it, and we were just horrified. And there was things as a kid that like would terrify me, but I still had to watch them. Like when Violet Beauregard turns into a giant blueberry and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like I would run out of the room and then come back and watch the rest of the movie. But, yeah. like, um, so I watched it at the neighbors all the time. And I think my sister had a Hug a Bunch doll. And if you guys look it up on the internet, like anybody that's listening, like they just look really creepy. Like the idea is that they were like soft and pillow like. 
so that you could hug them. Yes, and they, they just look <laughs> just looks terrifying. To me, I thought um, somebody looked at Cabbage Patch dolls and was like, "How can we make like a plush version of this?" I bet that's exactly what happened. And yeah, it's so interesting as a kid to, I mean, as an adult, like there's that Netflix series like um, the Toys That Made Us or whatever. Yeah, they talk about toys and like. You realize as an adult, like, oh, He-Man was just made to sell toys, like not yeah. to bring us entertainment. Everything we watched like, everything. as kids was to, <laughs> yeah. yeah if you were toys. a child after George Lucas came onto the scene, everything you consumed was designed to sell you toys. Yeah, like I remember, like uh, my cousin got the um, My Little Pony. They like one of the episodes they moved to like Paradise Estate, which is like this really fancy place for the ponies to live. And then like my cousin got it. And I remember my sister and I just being fascinated, like, oh, it's Paradise Estate from the cartoon. And then like now I'm just like, oh, they specifically made that just to sell this toy. Mm -hmm. And like I have friends that write for like, that wrote for like Monster High cartoons and like, and they would get a list of like, they need to go to this hair salon because we're selling a hair salon <laughs> and it needs to feature this new character named, you know, Loch Nessia because she's going to be the new Monster High girl. And like, just all these things of like, you have to bend over backwards to create something to sell toys. I hope it was called the Scare Salon. <laughs> That's a really It good had name. to have been the Scare Salon. We'll have to look that up because it Or a boutique. Become... Oh. I think it's boutique. I okay. think that sounds more fancy. Yeah. That sounds right. I refuse to look it up. Either are correct in my mind. Um, so the hug a bunch. Should I? I feel like I need to be somewhat narrative. It was yeah. It was a line of stuffed animals from the eighties. Right. right. It was uh, uh, greeting cards mm-hmm. and um, and stuffed animals from Hallmark and. I don't know, Parker Brothers or something? Or yeah, yeah. Parker Brothers. Company? And Kenner was involved in and there Kenner. somehow, but yeah, I think Parker Brothers Kenner was Kenner made Care Bears, right? Yes, and so the Hug a Bunch came as like dolls, but then they were also on everything else you can think of, so books and toys and lunch boxes. They were and trying all that. to be, it was very much, Kenner did Care Bears, and it seems like they were trying to have the same trajectory because Care Bears was on greeting cards originally, mm-hmm. and then they became all that stuff. And also, like at the beginning of the video on YouTube, if people watch this on YouTube, like, there's oh, like we'll a, put it up. Uh, there's like a balloon and a little song that plays, and like that triggers stuff in me because we used to watch Care Bear videos, and Care Bear videos had the same. Like little balloon tune. At the oh, beginning. so they're all made by the same production company. I think it's like Family company. Video Company or something was called. I remember the name of it was so generic. Yes. Like <laughs> Family Videos. And so they decided to make a TV special, sell these toys, and I, I'm guessing you pulled up that wiki page because there's some interesting facts in there. I here's something that I'm gonna say. As far as Hug a Bunch dolls and the Hug a Bunch movie are concerned, now we've done several of these pods at this point. We have. And we have ranged a whole gamut of various topics. Mm-hmm. And normally when our guest says, oh, I want to talk about this or that, I'm able to find lots and lots of information. And this is the first time that I was like, the internet has stumped me. There's very little information about the hook a bunch As it should there's, be. There's a little information on that wiki page. I, I think the most interesting thing is that this special cost $1.4 million. Yes. Yeah. And in 1985 was the most expensive television special Emmy winning television and, special and it won an Emmy for, for, for special what? effects do we know special effects please, which is please show the hug a bunch movie the respect it deserves it do won we an Emmy have a inflation calculator because I, I really wonder what 1.4 million in 1985 uh, does that uh, does well, that... <laughs> Steve's gonna pull it up while we talk hey to Siri what is 
$1.8 million in 1985 worth today. There's no way she's going to answer that Here's question. Here's what I found. Calculate the value of one. Okay, I'm, I'm hitting a link. I think it's 1.4. Okay, well. Anyways, you're going you're gonna to find that inflation calculator and let us know how much it costs. Does the fact that this money. movie won, the fact that it won an Emmy, does that make you want to win an Emmy just like a little less? <sighs> it's really, it's really sad. And it also made me, because I, I guess this did air on television and, and I only consumed it as like a, a VHS thing, like, mm-hmm. but recorded, you know, and released. So I just, it, that this aired for millions of children is terrifying. 3.3 <laughs> million. 3.3 million. Yes. So, well, 1.4 million would be 1,400,000, right? Yes. Yes. So, and 3.3. So 130th of uh, the pilot for the news. No, the, for, for, the for the morning the, show. Is that what you're show. thinking? Of? <laughs> call so producer. it would have paid uh, Reese they Witherspoon's wish. salary for for, <laughs> yeah. for the whole thing. Reese Witherspoon's salary is equivalent to one hug a bunch oh, movie. Nadia, the morning show wishes you would equate it to the newsroom. <laughs> oh, do they wish that you would compare it to the newsroom? It's all they want. Did you track that one of the characters' names is Tweaker? And that it's the Latina hug, hug, hug a bunch. Like, like I don't remember what the African American one is called, but the the one that's tweaker is definitely supposed to be like a Latin Latina. Yes, there are eight hug a bunch characters, and they each one came with a smaller little baby called a huglet. A huglet. So, sorry, I don't know why I needed to interrupt that. I don't know why I tried to steal that from you. <laughs> no, I need to be the one. So Tweakers had a little huglet named Jitterbug. <laughs> uh, and they are always cool and always with it. Do you have all their names and, and huglets? Oh, I should Please. Can you tell us all of them? All. I will. Okay, so we have Huggins, who appears in the movie, oh, along with... Can I ask her- one quick question yeah. about yeah. Huggins Please. and the hug bunch within this movie? Was it my speakers, the YouTube transfer... Or are they robots? Because <laughs> did Huggins not sound like a robot? Like I felt like there was like beeping within her dialogue. Like did she, can does anyone else think she sounded I, like a robot from time I to time? I think they pitched her voice up. It would okay. be my guess. And they're definitely not robots. But the fact that sometimes they were puppeteered by what seems to be animatronics would probably <laughs> add to the fact of are they robots? Sometimes Huggins would talk and she'd sound like a straight up. Scary robot. That's no, all. I think I think it's the the pitching of the voice. Uh, there's Huggins. Oh no! You're, you're... What's her Huglet's name? Hugabye. <laughs> what? Like lullaby? So Huggins is the leader of the Hug a bunch, and elected or by blood? Or... <laughs> they don't get they don't get into monarchy. The, or... <laughs> they don't get into what kind of government institution is being run here. Uh, she makes all the hug assignments. That's. So she has a role. That's, I mean, it's got to be delegated. They yeah. love to hug, and if left to their own devices, who knows what mess it would be. <laughs> who knows what legal trouble they'll get yeah. into. Uh, then there's Patootie and Cushy. <laughs> P- uh, Cushy is his huglet. Uh, he's a little mischievous. Patootie, huh? Does he fart? Uh, luckily, hugs forgive all. I don't know if that's true. Wow. That feels a little... Oh, uh, so he's Patootie. a nasty little one. Yeah. Tootie is not in the special at least the, singled out right? well i the fact that his like phrase is hugs hugs forgive all shows yeah. that he's mi- a misbehavior he's a mischievous yeah man. yes so then we have hugsy who's also in the special his huglet is tuggins 
Uh, hu- Huggins. Hugsy is the name. Hugging is the game. And I'm a real softie. That's all we got to know about Hugsy. All right. Not a ton of personality. No, no. I feel like of all the roles they could have filled in yeah. in this film, if they were going <laughs> to build out the Audrina Patridge of the group, it would be Huggins. <laughs> if we're going to map it over anything. So then we got Tickles and Giglet. Great. Uh, guess what? I'm Tickles. I specialize in getting people to have fun and hug. I don't know if those two things kind of sounds like the ad. The copywriter for a sex worker. just kind of started to check out at this point. Yeah, I think well before that. I think when they got where this is this site, information coming from? This is coming from is a this website. On the wiki page? This come from a website called Ghost of the Doll. Oh, interesting! What a terrifying uh, yeah! Nice what a horrifying name, name for it. <laughs> All right, uh, continue. So then we have ever. Uh, then we have precious hugs. Two names for one. Okay, hyphenated. Maybe she got married at some point. (laughs) (laughs) And her huglet is named Fluffer. Oh, God. That's another term. Tweaker and Fluffer are not appropriate now. They weren't appropriate then. And the fact that Tweaker's huglet was named Jitterbug makes me really think that this was like a meth reference like or a drug reference. I'm thinking more just like, like Jitterbug. And I don't know. I'm thinking like electricity kind of thing. Maybe she's not got the jitters. jitters yeah, she's got the withdrawals. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. No, so, I, uh, so no precious you, hugs and fluffer. Uh, precious hugs loves to protect the hug a bunch and make sure they have plenty of hugs. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's good. Somebody's got to be watching for hugs. Yeah. Well, we have someone assigning them, and then we need somebody to make sure that those assignments are uh, are taken care of. I suppose. And then you got bubbles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bubbles and Chumley. 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 Like um, Pawn Stars? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Those are some yes, great like names. Pom- yes, like Pawn Stars. Uh, so Bubbles is always chatty and cheerful, but serious about hugging, which feels like a threat. Right? That also feels a little anti, like, that's kind of counterintuitive to being a hug a bunch is to take hugging seriously. seriously that's like those people that are like we take comedy serious or you know i'm serious about laughs or like i'm glad this never became like a cartoon show because you can tell she'd be like the um, the uh the election character tracy flick. tracy flick she'd be like the tracy flick of hugs mm-hmm. and be like all right everyone i've scheduled three yeah. hugs at two o'clock today. which one was that like- one called <laughs> <laughs> that one which, which one was that? That was Bubbles. Bubbles takes hugs. Bubbles is kind of, funny that her name is Bubbles because she's kind yeah. of a drip. She's, <laughs> <laughs> More like a popped bubble. Yeah. Wow, you guys are really. Then we got, okay, really? so, so we've already gone over Tweaker and Jitterbug. Yeah. Imagine always, the people that like found this episode that are like, I can't wait. Somebody's finally talking about the hug a bunch. <laughs> Start off right out the gate. I expressed my extreme displeasure. Then uh, Impkins and their huglet Nuzzler. Impkins. That's Impkins a terrible name. Is Impkins a boy or a girl? I think a girl. A gender neutral. I th- yeah, I can't. T- Honestly, I feel like they're all sort of non-binary, but also because yeah. none of them on their descriptive cards say he or she, but I'm kind of just gauging off of like hairstyles and looks based in 1985 and how we viewed things then. So- I do have a theory. I think that um, there is no gender for the hug a bunch and they just decide what they want to look out, look like sure. based on what they, you know, like some people like to look the masculine look or a more feminine look, but I think they're completely sexless and genderless. No, gen- yeah, yeah. no genitals. No genitals. Sure. If so, that 
that makes them the most progressive doll yeah. I think I've heard of in a while. They, if I, so, I just meant that by accident. I don't think anyone <laughs> set out for. No, I mean nobody's it, mission statement. Bring them back. Bring them back for this day and age. <laughs> I would just have to be. I was so curious about how the the boy hug hug a bunch figures sold because like. I could understand buying like a soft thing for a girl to hug, but yeah. like to buy, I could just see like a, a dad being like, I don't want my son to be no queer hugging a, hugging a doll. No son of mine's going to get <laughs> hugs from some doll. <laughs> to be fair, in this and this situation only, I agree with the dad not buying <laughs> this. This is the one time where a BB gun is a more appropriate yeah. gift. Yeah. Uh, Impkins loves animals. Oh, interesting. And in fact, is famous for their bear hugs. Oh, okay, Impkins. So the copywriter did a little bump and uh, got their mojo back <laughs> for that last one. Um, so the hug, there was hugware, which was the accessories made for the hug a bunch dolls. Huh. Um, they had little wooden furniture you could put them in, which is basically like a baby crib. Uh, they are all together truly terrifying. I'm gonna show you guys real quick. You guys can't see it, but I will post this picture uh, on all our social media, so follow us. Uh, yeah. You will see all eight of them together with their little huglets and their insanely satiny, terrifying outfits. They're so yeah. ugly. Oh, I forgot that the <laughs> Huggins, um, we should mention, no shirt, just uh, pants, suspenders, and a tie. A very stripper-like. Very Chippendale. And he, we follow him throughout the whole yeah. episode of this thing. Oh, it's so, do it, we? It really does seem like they tried to be like, Cabbage Patch Dolls are popular. The Care Bears are killing it for us, yes. Kenner. Let's slam them together and make these weird, like, freak-looking kids. From these dolls to their movie, the entire plot of the movie, at no point is there an original idea no, in any of this. Everything is from the emulated. genesis of the dolls to the plot of the movie. She, I mean, there's probably something. No, that, everything's you know? a ripoff. Everything. <laughs> so I feel like something that Sorry, happened. Ben, I know you like this. I should stop. I should no, that's stop okay. So I, I'm not gonna defend it. Like, <laughs> I mean, he obviously, going the- through a mirror is very Alice in Wonderland. But I, I'm curious about what other aspects you think oh, are. Just- and then also that they used the 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 same guy who voiced the caterpillar. Yes, yeah. his last I was gonna get thing into that. that he did was yes. yeah, was yes. this And she keeps special, saying, just you could tell the way the script was written, like lines that she was delivering terribly. Sorry, she's a child. Um, but <laughs> lines like, "Oh, I'm in a dreadful hurry." Like that is they're trying. to to emulate an Alice character. That is what Alice would say. It is very Alice in Wonderland. So just, I felt like it was a huge Alice ripoff. A little and bit of Narnia like in the there. the sidewalk where mm-hmm. they have to walk oh, sideways. Oh my God. But I do remember as a kid when I saw that, like in the special, they like, oh, we have to take the sidewalk so we don't fall into the river of broken glass. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that what it is? I didn't, re- I didn't watch it last night. I should have. But I feel like they're like, we have to take the sidewalk so we don't fall into broken glass. It's terrifying. But before we get into that too much, I wanted to ask real quick, like as far as 80s children's action adventure type films go like were you a big fan of these growing up because i know i mentioned mother goose's rock i've looked it up as mother goose's rock and rhyme mm-hmm. oh rock and rhyme yes. which i i don't remember i just remember I, 
I have like a Mandela effect with that oh, movie. I remember quite a lot about it. It um, took me a minute. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> Is it, that's the Shelley Duvall one? Yes. yes. You've seen yeah. the YouTube supercut of every intro? Yeah. Well, this was... Different thing. Uh, it was, that different was Shelley uh, Duvall her fairy project. tale theater. That was yeah. a different Shelley Duvall fairy tale project? Yeah. Hello, she had, like, I'm Shelley Duvall. Uh, I'm sorry. Shelley Duvall had two different fairy tale projects? She sure did. She did. This was... Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme was for Disney Channel, and it was like a big musical special. And okay. like ZZ Top was in it. Yeah, like, not Elvis Costello, but somebody like Howie Elvis Mandel, Costello. I think, was uh, Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, and, it like, had a lot terrifying. of cool people in it, frankly. Like, when you look back, you're like, oh, okay, a lot of people signed up for this. Uh, but that it's like a fever dream, in my mind. It is. It's very terrifying. Like, the visuals are terrifying, just like this is terrifying. I, 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 I was very taken with this special and like other similar things that were kind of nightmare fuel for kids. Like. Do you remember some of the ones that are either favorites to this day or uh, things that you just remember watching a ton as a kid? Um, I'll try to think about it in the back of my head as we continue and if I remember any. Is there anything that you remember? Like I remember Follow That Bird, which is where Big Bear mm, Big ends Bird. up. Big, Big Bear? Bird. Big Bear. <laughs> Big Bird Goes to Big Bear sounds like a great special, though. I would watch that. I'd Follow watch that the bird. shit out of Big Bird going to Big Bear. He's got to, like, get on a get on a boat around the lake. Sure. The specials that for Big Bird in, like, the 80s were pretty weird. Like, yes. I think there's one where he goes to, like, Japan or China. Yeah, yes, that's, a, that's one of the, that's another one where I watched that one a bunch as a kid. And, again, these in my head are just fever dreams because we didn't have, um, we got cable later and satellite stuff like way 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 past when we should have but as a result my parents never bought vhs tapes because uh they were just like no that's a waste of money what we're gonna do is we're gonna buy blank tapes and record sure as many things as possible on the blank tapes so whenever the disney channel or something that was kid friendly had one of those like free Big preview weekends oh sure they would just Put it on for like the entire weekend, oh, and my yeah. mom would just be constantly oh, yeah. was, taping. Oh, how so rich re- you would feel yes. for a preview weekend of something like oh, that. Yeah, because we- it happened a few weekends a year. So, like as a result, we ended up having things like uh, Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland and other stuff that they were putting on, like on TV for the first time this weekend because it's part of the preview weekend. And we just never bought the VHS tapes for any of that shit. I was very wealthy as a child so we <laughs> we subscribed to the disney channel we um, had that was the only joke. place where we spent our money cause we, <laughs> we, we lived a very middle class life I otherwise was, i was gonna say just how well i know you and your style and sensibilities and sense of comedy like you've clearly you were clearly a kid that grew up influenced by a lot of a lot of Disney Channel and Nickelodeon things. Oh yeah, for sure. Like there's if there's one person in my life who I could look at and know for certain that they grew up with cable, it would be you. Oh yeah. It's Only totally, be, yeah. Totally and I also grew up with cable, so maybe I can just recognize that. I mean Nadia, she's gonna try, but she'll never be able to catch up. <laughs> she's not to the... it's like she's a homeschooled like weirdo to yeah. us. She just like doesn't have our experiences. But I think <laughs> I read books. Boo. Um, you you reacted to Return to Oz. Return to Oz is mm-hmm. another eighties thing that I think was I mean, if you watch it even now as an adult, it's a terrifying movie. Yes. That's one that definitely scared me as a child, for sure. And then I did watch it as an adult a few years back to be like, oh, is this still scary? Let me see. And as I watched it, I thought, yes. Yes, this is still terrifying. It, And my mom told me that, like, at the time, like, Feruza Balk, like, they were saying, like, she's going to be the next Judy Garland because, like, 
it, she was Dorothy, and like this was supposed to be a big, you know, revisit to Oz, and then instead it was just terrifying. Instead, she ended up in the craft, it, and then that movie not ended up in. Got she to starts, be. You're right. She does you're a right. Great job of that you're right, movie. You're got right. to be. You're right. But she's and she's the, no Judy Garland. She no. became a very dark, terrifying actress. Well, let's, yeah. let's open that up to our listeners. Uh, who do you think is a bigger star, Judy Garland or Feruza <laughs> Balk? And then she was in was it Island of Doctor. Moreau, that, yes, yes. yeah, and that cursed project, mm-hmm. which should be its own episode. I think she's done sh- interviews about it and said how bizarre it was. Yeah, yeah. everybody apparently who was involved in that just like cursed for life, absolutely cursed. Um, that is a very Return to Oz is a very is that is what I would that's the kind of Oz sequel I would expect Feruza Bulk to be in. Sure, like looking back on it, it's like oh yeah, this. But what a misfire from Disney! Like oh, yeah. if you think about like. Mary Poppins Returns, like, which I don't think was very good at all, but like, at least they were like, we're going to basically make the same movie again. Um, but with Return to Oz, they were like, we're going to take this movie musical that was for families, we're going to turn it into a nightmare, <laughs> like, where Dorothy's getting <laughs> electroshock therapy to like burn the memories of Oz out of her brain. Because they think she's insane. Yeah, and those roller people and TikTok just as a, as a figure in but, her life... And the way he functions and... Did, did that terrify you, TikTok? Yeah, kind of. He was just like... I think it's the fact that you had to keep winding him up. And I was like, why does he need to be wound up to talk? Like, it freaked me out as a child to think that, like, you need to... People run down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you face mortality for the first time, realizing that things run down. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. But I guess I feel like we haven't even barely talked about the special at all. I think we should really get into it. Oh, yeah, so yeah, we start. We start in a bedroom. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And our, couldn't tell you, little girl name. <laughs> I don't know her name either. I know her. Her I, name is Bridget Steve. Bridget. Se- Bridget Severson. I knew be- Severson because be- she always says. Because she says her full name a few times yes. in this special. And she is from the South. She's from some, she's got an accent. Oh. That nobody else in her family Mira. Has. Ha- she says she calls it her mirror, her mirror, like for the first half, but then she drops and it goes back to mirror. So like somebody either either in the first half somebody was telling her to say Mira, or in the second half they were like, were like you've got to say mirror. You can't understand what you're saying. Like guys, maybe we should ever say mirror because I just realized the mirror is very important to this, and she's been saying Mira. How how did you feel about this little actress? I I was delighted by it. Oh, I enjoyed it. I think yeah. she's just. She really won me over. I think, like, it's hard to say when the child actor is, like, bad at acting when it's, like, you know, if you gave them a baseball and threw it and they were bad, you wouldn't be like, you suck at baseball. Exactly. Um, but it is. she's very charming and she's very earnest and she's trying. She's trying really hard. She yeah. really won me over. I mean, she has no range. Like, she delivers no. everything the same way. Yeah. Um, with the same plucky determination, but, mm-hmm. like, but she's real charming. Yeah. Anyways, it and when she room. cries, it's, you know, we all cry. Her... The actor's name is Jenny James, and apparently she just basically did about four or five years of children's acting, and then I think she just got out of the game. So of the game. I think once you complete the Hug a Bunch movie and you look at its final state, you just think, well, I'm not going to top this. Like, I've reached my pinnacle as a performer. Well, that as an was artist. one of her breakout roles because oh. she ended up in some version of The Secret Garden. Which was like version. A, I think it was a Hallmark movie version oh. of it. Hallmark Hall of Fame made for TV adaptation of The Secret Garden, which is on CBS. 
Yeah, she did nice. a couple more things. Tried to chase that dragon, the joy of Hug a Bunch, and mm-hmm. couldn't. And I wonder you know. how she is. If she listens to this, please reach out to the podcast. And let uh, us know how she's you are. married to a guy named Justin Busey. Ooh. Hmm. You know what? I don't know him. Next time I... I'm uh, doing the Mariah Carey <laughs> gif. I don't know. I don't know him. Next time I call to make a appointment with the dentist, I'll <laughs> ask her how she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we meet Bridget. Yes, Bridget Severson. And she is sweet as can be. And she has plush... Uh, she has two plush stuffed animals. And so I think it's very misleading at the top because they really kind of make you think that these, I thought the penguin was going to play into this. I thought the stuffed animals were going to come to life. Yeah, she's introducing a new penguin who's been gifted to her to the rest of the gang. Great. And But she doesn't understand what's going on because her and her, I was going to say boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That boy that lives in the house with her, that she has breakfast with him every day, are they together or what is their relationship? (laughs) Because I, I never see them brother. fuck. I think, oh, I think it's your brother. That's why they don't fuck. Yeah, That's why they don't fuck. Times. Uh, but, Kinky. Uh, but her mom and dad give them both um, presents, presents for no reason because it's not birthdays or Christmas. To which she yeah. says multiple times, something mystifying is going on here. That's such yes, wonderful sir. Language. Something mystifying. Wow, you really absorb these lines. Yeah. Well, something when a child, when the first, yeah, here. something truly mystifying. <laughs> But there is something going on indeed. But first of all, we know that Bridget loves to hug. Yeah. She mm-hmm. loves it because she has her penguins, hug mm-hmm. the other toys. And, and you look, yeah, you look at her family and her parents classically too busy for her. Yeah. Dad has phones yeah. ringing all over her, the house. Her father is constantly getting calls from the lieutenant governor. And her <laughs> aunt. That's true. <laughs> yes. I, that's, I really, I that's, a, that's a line that starts. Last, I haven't watched the whole thing. Like, re- I watched it like a couple months ago. Grandma answered the phone, and it was the lieutenant governor. But he hung up, and so Dad yells at Grandma because she's supposed to know what button. Oh, to press. she wanted to put the phone call on hold, and she didn't do it correctly. Yes. So Grandma so, hangs up on the lieutenant governor, which mm-hmm. is a big no-no. Oh, yeah. and that instantly they're like, we need to put her in a home. She's losing it. <laughs> well, yeah, because Aunt Ruth is over too. The nurse. She's a nurse. Aunt Ruth is is her, the Bridget's aunt. She's very cold. She's a nurse. She's always dressed in her new mm-hmm. suit. Her hair is very tightly curly, Tight. the way only a mean Aunt Ruth would be. She's no nonsense, and she wants to get rid of Grandma. Yeah, she doesn't live home. there, but she no. is adamant that Grandma go to a home adamant that they put her mother away have you guys ever been in a family dispute where like this kind of thing has happened because oh yes but it's certainly not going to make this conversation (laughs) more enjoyable (laughs) it's certainly not going to lighten the mood someone (laughs) where someone wants to put someone in a home and you don't just uh, just when two family members disagree about like what to do about a third third family family member member. not necessarily um oh they're getting older should we consider assisted living or something but just like thinking about the way my mother and my grandmother used to fight about what are we supposed to do about you know so and so in the family that kind of thing it is interesting because it's in a very adult thing to introduce in a child uh special yes having to put a parent in a home and then also I mean, eventually, you know, spoiler alert, like, they don't end up sending her home, but, like, just this phone call is supposed to get us on the board with the parents. Like, if she had, like, almost burned the house down or, like, you know, left the stove on or something, like, where it was really, like, oh, she can't take care of herself. It's literally just, she's old, she hung up, well, 
Ben, she didn't hang up on just anybody. It was the, the lieutenant, lieutenant governor. governor. I mean, that, you know. That says, that says, have, that's more, that speaks volumes. None of my grandparents are with us anymore, but I guarantee you, if one of them had hung up on lieutenant governor. Wow. Straight to, straight to the house. I, <laughs> you guys called it the house, not yeah. like the old folks home. The big house. The big, the big house. house. <laughs> oh, we would have, I would have. grandma to I would, if she hung up on the lieutenant. Ben, the lieutenant governor. governor. Of course. It's also important for the story that her brother hates hugs. Yes. And is, <laughs> yes. He is a masculine, very masculine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he's likes being baseball. Mm-hmm. He's being trained by the patriarchy. Yeah. No hugs. Yeah. No. He's he's virulently anti-hugs. Loves so cereal. When it comes to hugs in this family, Bridget is alone except for her grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Who she goes and talks to you in the attic, right? Yeah, yeah, grandma's going through memories is what she's doing up there. Just yes. going through memories because she has to be out by 4.30. <laughs> because they've deci- they decided at breakfast she had to go to the home. That's so fast. And uh, they got all the information they needed and she's got to be out by 4.30. So she went up to the attic to go Let's through go some memories. memories. Just check some memories. Um, going back to breakfast really quick. Oh, do you remember sure. the breakfast sandwich she makes? She makes something kind of quirky, right? Like shot, like, she puts everything on top of a pancake and then a pancake on top of that. And they keep going back to her brother's face like she's doing the most he insane it's thing. And it's like she's just making a almost a breakfast is, burrito. She's inventing the McGriddle. She is. She made she's the light McGriddle. years before yeah. her time. She, this is kind of our save the cat moment, don't you think? Where we're kind of like, it's a very small moment, but we're like, Bridget is creative. She yeah. goes to the beat of her own drum. Mm-hmm. And she is not going to be stopped. And all of you aspiring screenwriters out there, um, think about that. How something as simple as putting everything in the kitchen on a pancake can really say so much about your character I in, just one, in just one action. It's also a breakfast that looks like a fake toy breakfast. Yeah. Like the eggs don't move. They look like fake sunny side oh, up I'm eggs. I'm sure they are. They look like fake bacon, but it looks so much like a toy that I was so concerned she was going to end up taking a bite out of this and choke to death. Does she mm. take a bite out of it? I don't Nope, she no. never does yeah. because I do watch because it's like, how's she going to pick that up? That, that shit's going to tumble all over the plate and they show her start to pick it up and that's it. Also, it's weird that who made the food? Grandma? Aunt Ruth? Mom didn't. She's so oh. bu- I don't know what mom's busy Mom doing. is too busy. Mom's and too dad busy. has too many calls coming but in. But we know that dad's busy with work. What is mom busy with? Also work? I think it's work and the children. Okay, but... But, I, I, but, but I she's also neglectful and never there. Exactly. So I don't know. But whoever made all the, the grandma, food... She's going through memories. <laughs> right, exactly. It's just weird. It must be Aunt Ruth. I wouldn't make I anything know. at Ro- Ruth I don't think cooks. she would make anything fun. I think she would make no. oatmeal. Like yeah. she wouldn't make pancakes. Here's, so it has to be the mom. The mom <laughs> spends half an hour so making she, breakfast. So she makes all the stuff and then just is like, here's a plate, serve yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, okay, I don't know how to get this started, but I would, you know how... Uh, there's TikTok challenges or, you know, various sure. social media challenges. I would like to issue the hug a bunch challenge, which is make yourself that breakfast and try to eat it. Wow. Try to make yourself that pancake sandwich where you put like two sunny side up eggs and then bacon and whatever the fuck else she puts on it. Then put a giant pancake on top of it and let's see how you eat that as a sandwich. I would, Nadia, but I can't right now because honestly, I made two soups this <laughs> week. <laughs> He's got so much soup to go through. 
when am I going to have when am I going to have space in the fridge? So everybody in this family is kind of a nightmare, yeah, except yeah. Grandma, out, who's going through memories. So she finds out at breakfast they're shipping Grandma away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's she like, I don't ever want you to leave. Runs Grandma. up to the attic. She's yep. going through memories, and then this was interesting. Like I did watch this part like yesterday because I didn't always remember this, but. Like she's, she, we find out the hug a bunch is like a story that the grandma has told her. Like, yeah, would you tell me again about that land about hugs or whatever? And like, we find out that she's been like fed the story as a child that there's a land of hugs where called hug a land. Which, which let's back up for a second. And if this is the story that grandma's been telling her, you know what? Maybe grandma should. Grandma needs to go to a different place. (laughs) Grandma needs a creative writing class because these are called Hug-A-Bunch and they live in a place called Hug-A-Land and their names are Hugsy and Huggins. What's one singular Hug-A-Bunch person called? Like, they are the Hug-A-Bunch. Hugsy is a Hugga? Oh, okay. Hugger? Probably a Hugga. Okay. Because, like, if you had a doll, like, say we're a family unit, Mm -hmm. Ben and I are the parents and you're our daughter... And we're going on vacation, and you forgot your hugsy at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I forgot my hugga, my hugga bunch. Yeah, I my forgot hu- my tweaker. Well, I, <laughs> Dad, I just, Dad, I left my tweaker. I forgot my, I forgot fluffer, the huglet. Just like the Brady bunch, you would be like, I'm a Brady. You wouldn't say I'm a Brady bunch, right? But right. Yeah. Okay. I'm a hugga bunch. Yeah. yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it with, out. I'll go with hugga. Yeah, but. If they had put any forethought into this whatsoever, they would have expanded their world enough and they'd have a show Bible that, uh, that yeah. answers this question for us. And it would have been scanned and put online for Nadia to research. Yeah, but you know what? This is the kind of movie where once uh, Bridget is in the attic, she just is like, I don't ever want you to go anywhere. And Grandma's like, well, Grandma's got to go sometimes <laughs> or something to that effect where she's just trying to be like, Grandma oh, seems- no, Grandma says, she says like, well, I'll be visiting all, yeah, the, time. all the time. I'll, I'll be over. Yeah. And then she's like, I don't ever want you to visit. I want you to just stay here. Did anyone else feel that grandma was totally fine with leaving? Yes. yes. Grandma had no qualms. At peace of Yeah. She wanted to hang out with people her own age. Yeah. Grandma seemed ready to go. Yeah. She knew. She's okay with it. She knew it was coming. Bridget's the one with the problem. All right. So Bridget. She goes back to her room. room. Yep. And then she hugs her stuffed animals. Yeah. Constantly. To be consoled, mm-hmm. and I think then then immediately uh, Huggins just sticks her face through the yeah. mirror, right? And yeah. boy, oh boy, was that jarring because yes. this is the first time that you see a hugga on screen. Yeah, you've never been teased. You, no, the, you've been. There's been hints that there's something you in didn't the see a doll that then comes to life. <laughs> no, there's been no pictures of what these can look like. So if you're going in pretty blind like me, the second you finally see one. It's it's a lot. Sure, to that's in. a great point. There's a lot of kids specials where something comes to life, and so you've seen yeah. it like not alive and, and having like and you're ready for it. Not really done any um, this because I watched it before I looked into like what the huggas were and all, hug a bunch were and all that. So I truly didn't know anything about what these things were going to look like or be. So terrifying. when she comes tumbling out of that mirror, <laughs> it was awful. And the fr- and we'll get to this, this is skipping ahead a little bit. But my first thought when I saw her was. 
please don't make us go to that to their land. I immediately knew I wanted just one or two hug a bunch in real life and I did not want to see where they came from. And that was that was my concern for most of The thing that really got me was that she just started screaming help help. <laughs> so she knows she knows something is messed up. And Did then, she say uh, help when oh when she sees she, yeah, Huggins? So for the Huggins first time? comes through the the face is like very jarring. It's like yeah. a side shot. Yeah, so Huggins they, comes through that mirror and she just starts screaming for help and then Huggins is like, you know, I'm a friend. She's like, Oh, okay. She calms down pretty fast about it. At some point, she says, I'm trying to follow this. (laughs) In terms of figuring out who Huggins is. Some meta comedy there from Bridget. (laughs) I bet the writer had a real fun time writing that line, being like, I'm going to be a little meta here. Um, Give himself a pat on the back, a little diner coffee. That's what you do if you're ever in an improv scene that's gone a little off the rails, is slow down. Repeat what's happened. Mm-hmm. So good job. What was her name again? The Bridget. Oh, Brand- Bridget. Bridget yeah. Severson. The writer is on Wikipedia. The name. It, Jason the stru- West. The structure of this special is very strange because I, as as if you were watching it or as a child, I kind of forgot about how that she didn't just go through the mirror then and there. Like there's like no a, a delay of the call. Because Huggins action. and Hugsy come yes through, and so she. We're not in, we're not into the land of hugs or whatever they call it until I think like eighteen act, minutes in. Or oh, something. I'm gonna say later. I'm gonna say thirty minutes, and I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna say it's mid act two. No way. Can no I just way. point out? I would like to point out for something for just one second. The same person who wrote the Hug a Bunch movie also wrote How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. That cannot be possible. <laughs> David Swift. Wow. David Swift is his name. He also I said Jason West. He and also wrote the night <laughs> He also wrote the nineteen ninety eight version of the Parent Trap. And then before that there was a big gap and the thing he wrote between uh, uh he wrote on the Love Boat and something called Cover Up, which is a TV series, and then he wrote the Hug a Bunch movie, and then there's a long gap, and then somebody said, Let's give the Hug a Bunch movie guys some money to write the parent trap. I mean, the Parent Trap with uh, the the uh, Wonderful World of Disney one. With, I um, think so. I think so. With because um, they made like a couple of more Parent Trap movies. It was dir- the Parent Trap that no the the one with, with Lizzie Lohan, Lohan that was directed by Nancy Myers. Wow. I believe it because I see it as just somebody like I think that the Hug a Bunch, uh, the Parker Brothers, and Kenner basically had it all figured out. They're like, hey, we just need some screenwriter. Basically, we know all these story beats. Somebody just slapped together for a couple thousand dollars. I think he took a weekend. I bet it was an easy gig. Yeah, because I'm sure the Hug a Bunch people were like, we need to see Huggaland. We need to see this. We need to see that. Sure. You know, like all these toys we want to sell, all these characters. So just uh, slap them together as quickly as possible because we start filming tomorrow. I wonder if it was exciting too. Is he still alive? He is not. He is no longer with us. Oh, no. I would have been so interesting to ask him about it. He passed in 2001. uh, But he is also responsible for some episodes of Arnie, the TV series. And something called... Camp Runamuck. If huh, that that sounds like something Ben would know about. Camp if you don't Run-a-muck. know what Camp Runamuck is, then nobody does. I don't know what it is. That it doesn't exist. I this do... is a figment of imagination. This is a practical joke somebody put on the IMDb page. I know someone that puppeteered on this special, and I very much tried to reach out to him to ask for any inside stories before I did this, and I didn't hear back. <laughs> 
But uh, much like I think a lot of the cast, there's a lot of uncredited voices for this film that I feel like when you look at the cast, it doesn't feel like it's the full cast. It feels like there are some notable characters who are missing. And even we, we mentioned this before, we're going to get to the bookworm in a second. But the bookworm is the uncredited voice of Richard Haight. Hayden, yes, who's the guy who did the caterpillar from the 51 Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, the bookworm was just, it was just a straight up ripoff of the caterpillar. It was so weird to get that same actor. It was another very meta choice. Like, I wonder if, I mean, it's very purposeful, Mm -hmm. but it's very interesting. I, I, well, sure, plagiarism is always purposeful. If we're, So, yeah, nobody was like, wait a minute. Oops. <laughs> Guys, we accidentally cast the guy the who played, it and played a very similar character. And then she goes and falls down a hole. Ugh. So, so, so uh, Huggins so came H- through the mirror. Huggins goes through the mirror. And then we've got Huggins and Hugsy. Those, the hug a bunch are too big. Does anyone else feel that they're too big <laughs> for that girl? Too big. The size they're because that's not how big the dolls are, which I understand. No. They're first like of all, let's very just make them doll babies. size. Yeah, they're very large babies. And their, their heads, heads are too are big. Giant. And watching her hold both of them, it just looks too cumbersome. Too she doesn't big. look comfortable. I bet she wasn't at all. No, I'm sure they're like partially robotic, partially puppet. I don't know what they were. I'm sure a lot of money went into them. They seem to get tossed around a lot too. Well, I feel like I mean, they we tumble have that a lot. Nightmarish sequence where she's accidentally picked up in the laundry and put into the washing oh machine. Oh my god, the, there's a whole makeover. Which is just very upsetting. <clears throat> yes. Now that you're right, there's so much stuff that happens before they even go into the mirror. There's Because that's why I didn't think they were ever going to go into the mirror. I thought, okay, this this better just be household hijinks. Yeah, she gets mm. her brother's hat. Mm-hmm. Like a Paddington situation. Yes. Is there an animal that like chases them? I feel a dog scares them at some point. Uh, there's that elephant that gets turned into oh, a nice elephant. That. That, but he's, he's through the mirror. We're still in her bedroom, and she's Here. still trying to figure this all out. Yeah, she, she, has to do, she has to do its hair, puts it in curlers. <laughs> and, uh. at the, and at that point, that's when she starts... Uh, confiding, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. She does she introduce them at like a little tea party with those stuffed animals, or does that come before? Oh, I'm sure that sounds like something that would happen. Right. Either or way, she's like, "Hey, penguin, this is hugging." Like, <laughs> so, uh, so we know that uh, Grandma's going, and I think. I think that's when yep, she Yep, Grandma's going so that she tells Hugsy and Huggins. And they're like, we have an idea. Why don't you go visit the bookworm? He knows everything. Well, I think their first He's idea was hug. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're right. I'm sure it was. Um, I think they were like, you should just give Grandma more hugs. And Bridget is like, that doesn't The amount work, of times like- they suggest hugs. <laughs> the amount of times that like... You could have trimmed 30 minutes from this movie if you take out the times things are repeated for no reason because they're just like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, there's so many times where they're like, well, why don't you hug? We can't hug. That's right. You already told me that. So many times. And narratively, it's weird that, like, if you wanted this to be a cleaner story, it would you would introduce the goal here. But instead, the goal is to go to the bookworm to get a different goal. And then with that new goal, you go somewhere else. Yeah. But they're going right. to go to the bookworm because he knows everything. And he lives in Huggland on the other side of the mirror. So now they're going to go through the mirror. She gets her shoe stuck. Mira. They went through the mirror. You're right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she yes, her shoe gets stuck in the middle of the mirror, so it's like kind of stuck there. And you of know course they love you, that effect. You think 
that's not going to come back. It doesn't mean anything, but you would be raw. <laughs> it's definitely going to come back later. Her other shoe, she's like, oh, no, I've lost my shoe. And they're like, don't worry, you don't need shoes here. So she takes off the other one like, because when in Rome. Soft. Yeah, the ground, everything here is soft and fuzzy. I think is the, in the their, line. Yeah, in, where they live it is. And then yeah. just shortly outside of it, there's rivers of broken glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that time, Ben, they didn't know they were going to be going to, was it the That's quartz true. queen? They, yeah, they only knew that they were going to be visiting the bookworm. Okay, so, so they yeah. visit the bookworm. So now all these other folks show up. The, sure. The other hugger. This is very much like uh, the munchkins meeting all the munchkins. Right. This was, this is my, this is the first time I needed a pause. Was when they went through <laughs> the mirror. Overwhelming. It was too much. Much. It was so aggressively unpleasant. It was so. Were you very high? No. No. Oh God, I couldn't even imagine. Okay. It, it would have been so, really upsetting. You think this so would? You think it would improve it, but it'd just be a waste. Yeah, it'd be a huge waste. So they go through the mirror. They're there. She meets everybody, and then they start singing a song uh, where they also kind of tap dance. The puppetry effect. I wanted to ask you specifically, Ben, because sure. you are a puppeteer. Sure. I mean, I know lots of puppeteers. I've done some puppet. I'm a You've B done some- minus puppeteer. Are you worried that like real puppeteers would hear you say I'm a puppeteer and N- come for you? No. I, I think anybody that is a puppeteer, I've been very open with them that I'm not a good puppeteer. Ben's Which, a puppeteer. But that's why I know one of the uh, puppeteers, Tim Blaney. Right. Who in 1985 worked on this special. But I got to find out more dish about it. So what's your puppeteering question? So I don't know how to do it at all. You know more than I do. When they're doing their little tap dance movements and when they're singing along and everything, how would you rate that as far as puppeteering goes? Like all the, because at this point it's just her, it's no longer just Huggins and Hugsy. It's the whole gang. Everybody's there. A lot of people, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are there. And um, you ever watch any kind of, every Muppets movie, every time they do like a giant scene, you got to think in mind. yeah. Yeah, that there's like tons and tons of puppeteers behind that working in tandem. It requires tons of rehearsal to just get, you know, one, one shot. This feels like they needed, they started at 9am and they needed to wrap it at 10am. I mean, I've definitely been in things. I've definitely puppeteered for things where there's like three or four really good puppeteers, but then they need like 10 other people. And then it gets, it gets a little, questionable and that's when i come into play and like you can see like this the main puppeteers are really good and then it starts to get a little wonky yeah with the other stuff it just felt like the song and dance number was a little wonky that's all that's all just, not like because nothing else in the special is wonky yeah whatsoever. i was gonna say this is the one it, weird thing did the song and dance take you out of it <laughs> um at some point that or they end the song she says something along the lines of like that was great but I came here to save my grandma. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which made me burst out laughing. <laughs> She's uh, narratively sticking to her goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's letting them know what's up. Uh, so that's when, so then they get to the bookworm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, bookworm's an asshole. Too. He really is. He's a real asshole. He, he is just exactly the caterpillar. And also the doorman from The Wizard of Oz. Sure, very similar. Like and the, a little combo. And the doorknob from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Yes. He's like, doesn't really want to help, like, is angry that anybody's asking. And it's questions. like, you're in fucking Huggaland, you asshole. You're the bookworm of Huggaland. Yeah, why do they why even are you like an him? asshole? It doesn't seem like he likes to answer any questions. No. And yet all of them are like, oh, go to the bookworm. To be fair, like... Her, she does have a want. We have to give the writers credit for that. But it's that want is so, it's a little obscure. 
hey book imagine you're imagine a human girl shows up to your work and is just like they're taking my grandma away can we do something for her <laughs> i'd be like i don't know and what are you gonna find what are you in Huggaland for go talk to your parents <laughs> Come here and ask a bookworm. It's also once uh, he's like, hi, how can I help you? We have a special today. And then he just starts naming authors. And I'm like, what special do you have on authors here? Is the idea that you're going to give her a book? What is your purpose? He pulls out like the decapitated head of Emily (laughs) Dickinson. (laughs) Well, is he the one? I fetched this plath out of the oven. Bookworm is the one that gives them the real... The real gold. The real, yes. but um, not not the young berries. No. But like he says, before they go for the young berries, he says what they really need, right? Which is old people need to be, grandmas need to be hugged and listened to and told they're needed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that is that the bookworm who says that? Somebody I think you're probably them. right. I think yeah. that she's like disregards that yes. as an actual solution. I don't remember if it's the bookworm, but somebody says grandmas like need to be told that. they're needed. And she's like, but that's not going to work. I need something better or something. Like she she disregards that advice. Yeah, and then she's it. like, well, you, or he's like, you well, you could get those young berries and it's like, huh? And you'd think that the hug, the huggers, you'd think that they would know about, about these. young berries. Yeah. I think what they say is like, that's right. See, any sort of like plot hole like that is just covered by like, oh yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, I'm a dummy. Oh, I just yeah, kept hugging. I start to get pretty mad at these huggers <laughs> at that point. I would be like, well, why the fuck were you going to this bookworm? You should just know. What I was would, mad at him immediately. What, <laughs> what would piss you off more? That or once they fall down a big hole uh, and I, get into that su- that in the, the land of shrugs. Yeah, is oh, that what it is? Yes, it's the land of shrugs. You're right. Because what what could be worse than <laughs> what do people who love hugs hate? Shrugs. <laughs> it's the opposite of a hug. Uh, it's just like on. Uh, I was watching Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and they had a wedding, uh, and Aunt Zelda, um, her maid of dishonor, was Aunt oh, Hilda. They had the, so much fun writing the, the opposite. The anti pope came. <laughs> they, they, they. You could tell they're just like yeah. so love mm-hmm. writing what the devil version yeah. is of American things. They, yes, they said the something about like they've been through heaven trying to find something. Like they uh, just said the opposite. Of course. But also just hearing uh, Kieran and. Like sell the uh, pronunciations of some of those words. Like uh, the antipope. Word I love. That. I love that show. Me too. Um, anyways, back to this nightmare of a show. They learn. <laughs> so so they go to the land of shrugs. They have to go to the land of shrugs and to avoid get all that glass by walking on a sidewalk that is sideways. Which is sideways, and so all they did was just turn the camera sideways. I wouldn't have bothered. Yeah. What is the point of jarring. that scene? What is the point? They just need to give them just, something extra? It's just a, if this is true, what else is true? It, was it originally place, on really? TV? Yes. Because it's 48 minutes, so, so you've you got to fill an hour. Yeah, yet. you're right. you got to get all yeah. that I, commercial time. I remember as a kid thinking that was really imaginative and being like, oh, they're walking yeah. on the side of the wall. I mean, being a kid in 1986, is it? The target audience, yes. Yeah. A kid in 1985. Yeah, I was six years old. Like, so I was what like, special effects? There were no special effects like we know now. So, yeah, I'm sure watching it then no. would have been like, whoa. Yeah, it's the same trick as when you were a kid where, like, you could tell they they turned off the camera and then someone came in and then they turned the camera back on. So yeah. People, like, appear out of nowhere. And as a kid, you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> 
But here you're just like, oh, they turned the camera sideways. Yeah, now we could do that right now with our phones. Yes. So it was a different time. Phones. It was a different time. So they traveled in the land of shrugs, right? Yeah. Well, uh, is that the point at which they meet Hodgepodge, the it, elephant we referred to briefly earlier? Yes, and that's the point I paused a second time to take a break. <laughs> I think if my memory is correct, not having watched it recently like you did, I think Hodgepodge is initially evil looking and is like going to attack them, right? And so, they, but then they hug him mm-hmm. and he's transformed by yeah. love into Hodgepodge. Because what we needed was another reminder that hugs are, in fact, good. I'd like to pause for just a second and bring up the fact that in today's time and age, where an unwanted hug can bring. Uh, all kinds of ramifications to a person. Do we think that the hug a bunch could be rebooted? Oh, that's a very valid question. I think no. I think I think the premise of giving lots of hugs would be upsetting, right? Yeah, I think it could be. I mean, like you just work, or like you're just not gonna. You're not going to have a character be like, oh, the priest just gave me a hug without asking, mommy. <laughs> but it would be about, like, how do you make your friend feel better? Oh, okay. You're, You'd have to yeah. really lean into the consent Aunt, part of it. Yes. Aunt Ruth is very sick. Maybe we should give her a hug. I think there would be a lot more, may I give you a hug before the hug is given instead yeah. of just giving a hug. Yeah. Um, which would be, like... How would Hodgepodge have been transformed? Because he probably would have refused. Yeah, in this PC climate, Hodgepodge would have been an evil elephant forever because nobody would have been able to give him a hug. Because there's certain things that, like, I think. That's my anti consent take. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Steve, where'd that voting card come from? And why is it marked down the line GOP? (laughs) No worries. You were saying that? Oh, I was just going to say, like, there's certain things that just don't play anymore. And I feel like I might be wrong, but I think when I was growing up for a while, Mr. Snuffleupagus was in, in nobody else believed Big Bird that Mr. Snuffleupagus existed. He would always leave right when it's, someone else came. And so he's always insisting, like, this person exists. He's my friend. He's real. And then Sesame Workshop at some point were like, we're sending a weird message to children that they can't be believed. And, and that they were worried about, like, sexual molestation and, like, things happening to kids and kids thinking, like, oh, I can't tell adults because they don't believe me. So they had to make him appear oh. so that everyone knew that Big Bird wasn't a liar. Interesting. Kids- yeah, I remember this episode because then they had to, like, go through this whole thing about, like, uh, snuffle up, I guess, is actually there. And, like, sometimes you'll tell adults things and they won't always believe you. But, like, keep talking about it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy that the source of it is something that is so... Um, upsetting and vile but like it it, it makes sense that they would suddenly you know 10 years later go oh this thing that's in the news a lot oh yeah that noise for a good episode though yeah i Uh, still think he's a liar (laughs) (laughs) so hodgepodge is a crazy elephant who sounds kind of like not edwin but i started going very edwin-ish yeah i went down a rabbit hole of trying to figure out who that voice actor was uncredited Whoever played Hodgepodge, oh, really? I can't find it. Maybe wow. one of somebody out there can tell us. I wonder if it's in the credits on. on it's not because I lo- I like paused to oh, try to find wow. it. You did a lot of research. They did not. Whoever Hodgepodge was, was like, you leave me the fuck out of this. As he took his cigarette break. Maybe there was no voice. Hodgepodge was just a real creature. Mm. <laughs> 
that 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 could be possible. Yeah. But no, because <laughs> then it would be like hodgepodge as himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he'd have like a little bit at the end where he kind of did like a da 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 da. He's yeah. kind of like you're right. Made of like patchwork stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like he transformed for like this really ugly looking thing into like a patchwork. Element. I think he, he a, transformed he, from one ugly thing to another ugly thing. He has I didn't a, see a he's totally ugly. He's not. Good Th- to this look feels at. insulting, and it's not. He gave me a real Bing Bong from Inside Out vibe. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I think Bing Bong is much cuter. Oh, everyone Absolutely. loves Bing Bong. Yeah, there are definitely some. Who's uh, your friend that loves undertones. to play bing bong bing bong? But this, <laughs> but hodgepodge, you cannot say the same for. Who's your friend that loves to play hodgepodge? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. His name means nothing. His name means uh, I don't have an identity. No. Yeah, but he's an ally that was transformed by the power of hugs. Yeah, and he is going to take them to the Youngberries, which are owned by a witch, right? Yes. yes. So then and I just want to get queen. to the witch because I love a queen. Oh, she's a queen. Yes. yes. And I, we stand a queen. I love <laughs> I love the queen actress. Like I think she was she, on Nash Bridges. She, I looked I looked into really? her. Yeah. I feel like she was having so much fun. She was. I mean, it, it's bad. Like yeah. a lot of her choices are bad, yeah. but like she just commits. She was having more fun than I was. I need a full uh like a RuPaul-esque breakdown of her look. Yeah. Because a queen, Admira, which is her full name. Oh, I think I it was Admira. Admira, I'm so sorry. Oh, because it's like a pun. She I admires, admires herself. herself. Yes, yeah. Queen Admira is has a real uh, Snow White queen yes. ripoff. That yeah. evil queen, down to like when I looked at her first, I was like, why is that white bitch wearing a hijab? Because <laughs> she has like a complete face covering that like gets down to her chin, and then I realized, oh. They're doing Snow White, Evil Queen. Uh, but her her crown that sits upon her head and her full 80s makeup, you don't see any hair. Uh, she It's like a cloak situation happening. It's fully Snow White. Like, yeah. And it's so specific because I can't think of any other queen that wears that kind of hooded thing. Yes. Except for the Evil Queen from Snow White. Yeah, as far as uh, queens and pop culture go, I think. Yeah. So Queen Admira, they arrive. And she's like, who are you? And she's very mean. And Bridget's response is, I'm Bridget Severson, and I'm an American citizen. Oh, yes. That's amazing. She wants to, because um, the queen says to bow, no, the queen says to take a knee before her. To bow before. I forgot about that. I'm an American citizen. I don't have to kneel to anybody. Wow. And very sassy. And And Lee Greenwood starts singing, proud to be American. Oh, my God. If this was, like, screened, like, as a cult film, like, the audience would just applaud and cheer at that line and then she me want to scream (laughs) she corrects herself and then it's like i'm sorry it's in our constitution (laughs) as if that is the justification for why she's being so immediately rude to this woman who has the thing she needs to save her grandmother and it's also not in the constitution not at all all. what a line what a what a thing the screenwriter could have taken out completely But I just think that's such a wonderful thing to say to anybody. I'm an American, American citizen, citizen, and I don't have to kneel for anybody. I'm sorry. It's in our constitution. Like, I will never get that line out of my head. It's beautiful. What a yeah. beautiful sentiment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start living my life a little bit like that. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, right. Because yeah. it's like, you just walk in and be completely confident and just be like, oh, I'm Steve Schlager. I'm an American citizen, yeah. and I don't have to kneel for anybody. Just... Just the fact that that's the first thing she did when confronted by an obvious authority figure. Yeah, an adult. 
and royalty on and top royalty. of that in a land that she is not familiar with with people and subjects of that land that she is not familiar I with i think it's to infer that she comes from a republican family absolutely <laughs> it's it's 1985 because yeah. they're so wanting to get rid of this old woman mm-hmm. he's talking to the lieutenant governor mm-hmm. like this this is a republican family aunt ruth is there they don't hug ruth, or don't like emotion hug. The boy wants to play baseball. And he not roots hug. for. The, he wears a St. Louis Cardinals cap. A I famously think Republican <laughs> team. <laughs> what color is his hat? Red. Ah, <laughs> uh, this queen is like. Yeah, the relationship between the queen and Bridget is not off to a good start. I will say this though: when the queen showed up, my thought was. I was just thinking about this girl on set, surrounded by teamsters, sound people. The this one girl surrounded by crew <laughs> and puppeteers. And so when the queen was there, I did start to think, well, at least now there's a like human. Uh, yeah, at, at least a, like not in the in the narrative of the story, but behind the scenes, I felt comfortable being like, well, at least they have each other. Like at least she has someone looking out for her now. Fair enough. Yeah. So so the queen, uh, they, they kind of get into it. And then at, at that point that she's like, Hey, look, I'm looking for these young berries. Yeah. And the queen is like, oh, these, the things that make me look like this, you can't have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, you're supposed to think she's a truly beautiful queen. I think she's kind of an, an average She's woman. Du- Yeah, she's... She lo- she's a Miss Wet and Wild. I think... You know, no, Miss Wet and Wild of 1985 probably looked better. This is more like a... a ooh... Whatever whatever I mean, makeup on, company was more of like a 99 cent store sure. face. The costume was doing her no favors. I think if we yeah. got that hair down, yeah, yeah. bold lip. They also yeah. did so much. They did too much face. It was just like yeah. cra- a big eye, a big mm-hmm. lip. There's a lot going on. So she needs to have young berries, young berries. one every hour um, in order to stay young and beautiful. And also, I don't know if it's been pointed out yet, but there's a very important stipulation with young berries, which is they cannot touch, touch the, the ground. ground. Yeah, and they're just throwing that information in it now. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't come back nope. at all. But um, uh, it's so, that that was, even as a kid, like hearing you have to eat one of those berries every hour to stay mm-hmm. young, then I immediately was like, well, this isn't a solution. Yeah, like, and eternity sounds awful. How can they, how many berries can they fucking bring back to this grandma? She can't eat one every hour. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it was just, I, I know it was necessary to build like a ticking clock for what eventually happened to this queen, but like, it was just, I was immediately like, this is too complicated. Well, I think maybe she thought if grandma eats six young berries she'll appear young enough where aunt ruth will get off her fucking back (laughs) like it'll just be enough to get aunt ruth to fucking leave her brother's house and go to work go to work aunt ruth go back to the hospital yeah ruth and the young berry tree it's a tree it's not a bush it's under this giant glass dome and it can only be accessed with a key that the queen wears around her neck right Mm -hmm. right so uh as a result the queen is like no, no, you're not doing that. And then she takes them prisoner, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, I don't remember what she does. <gasps> she them. freezes Bridget. Oh, yeah. She freezes Bridget and she um, she makes the other prisoners? Or yes, I think so. Dumps yes. them somewhere. Oh, because they have to unfreeze Bridget by, I believe they just hug her, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, then how enough? else were they going to unfreeze Bridget? So, Bri- yeah, Bridget is petrified. Bridget, she's petrified. Another, another effect that's just like, oh, they just paused. 
the the screen like yeah <laughs> like that's the special effect She's well they probably kinda, uh, they probably asked her like can you just like stand still for a moment and they were like nope she can't no, <laughs> no she's no, bad no she's she's eight years old <laughs> yeah. and fidgety this yeah, isn't nope, gonna it's work eight-year-old child so the uh, hug huggins and hugsy and hodgepodge are all in a jail cell and then they're like hodgepodge use your noodle meaning his trunk <gasps> that's right and hodgepodge is like I don't know it was called a noodle. And I'm, and at that point, I had to pause because I was like, who are these dumb fucking idiots and how they stayed alive this long? Mm-hmm. And Hodgepodge breaks them out and the they all go to hug her. They hug her. To rescue her. Mm-hmm. Very easy spell to break. Yeah. Everything is fixed by either Hodgepodge, Hodgepodge's trunk or hugging. I think you mean his noodle. His noodle. Because then Hodgepodge gets the key just by being hodgepodge and having his noodle isn't didn't he just like get it from somewhere or how did he get the key i yeah easily I, yeah it you know what at this point it doesn't matter no nope. because uh they get out and they get the young berries and the queen put dies. It in a glass yeah, well it, the queen dies they put they put a bunch of young berries like in a glass dish a yes. parfait it a was parfait. a glass parfait dish <laughs> It was like you know when you go to bob's big boy and you get an ice cream sundae and like one of the it was a parfait dish Ugh. And they drop the key under the enclosure of the glass, and the queen tries to get to the key before it closes, but it closes like on her hand, right? Yes. And then they show, I think, then they show her like immediately looking older and yes. then turning blue and dying. And I just have to think about the old lady who they cast to be like, all right, so this woman is now old and dying. So like, to be to be that woman, to be that actress. Oh my god! To drive out to Van Nuys. Oh yes, I, uh, I on booked a, a Wednesday role. night. It's a TV movie. I'm um, the evil queen. Once she reverts to a dying old lady. Did they get a different actress? I think to so. Be the old woman, probably. It, yeah, unless they put makeup on her. But I mean, makeup probably. It definitely that was an good. old lady. I I thought as a kid, I always found that part terrifying. Because like, she flat she, out she, turns. Blue. She turns blue and dies and turns old. They straight up murdered her. And okay, here's something we need to think about. Her plan is to give her grandma young berries. What the effect of withdrawal from young berries is immediate death. <laughs> Unless it I guess you're supposed to infer that like young berries make you look a certain age, but your body is still right. aging okay. at the same time. So she, okay, she yeah. like, it like was like Mother Gothel. Mother Gothel, yeah. exactly, that's what I was gonna say. See? So that's why she turned to death. Okay, fine, fair enough. So the queen is dead. You got me there, hug a bunch. very traumatic way. They still killed her, though. They oh, they did. They still straight up killed they her. They are murderers Oh, they now. could have helped her. Yeah. yeah, and they chose not to. They ran out of there, because grandma's being shipped yeah. off at 4.30. That's true, there was a real ticking clock of Aunt Ruth is taking grandma at 4.30. Unless, imagine that too, like, so it's 4.29, wait, wait, don't go, grandma, eat these berries. This whole adventure took place from like 8.30 a.m. to 4.15, I guess. Yeah. Like, uh, also make- on a weekday, possibly, because it seems like everybody else had to go to work, but maybe not. Maybe the lieutenant governor called on a yeah, Saturday. Her brother I, was at Little League practice yeah, like, in the morning. I, I have so. no, maybe it's the summertime. It has to be a summertime or weekend. Yeah. yeah. I hate that in TV shows when, like, especially on Friends, when they're all getting together in the morning before work, and it's like, I would never. No. Or, like, at Saved by the Bell, sometimes they, they'd, like, be, they'd go to each other's houses and hang out before school. No, that doesn't The idea happen. on TV shows of people hanging out before a weekday morning obligation is 
insane. Nothing made me more upset on Gilmore Girls than their. I I love Gilmore Girls, but their constant going to breakfast. Yeah, as like yeah, they got to go to Luke's. Yeah, but just make uh, even if you can't make coffee and you got to go there, like. The fact that they would get up, go, and then we would be like, okay, I gotta go to school. And so, you know school no. is like a half hour away from her. Yeah. She's gotta get on a bus, go like a half hour out. You know that that shit starts at 8 a.m. So for her to be like up and ready and going to Luke's is like 7 a.m. These people are up every day at 7 a.m. What day is it? I've lost consciousness. It, same. If either of you ever texted me and was like, I'm leaving town forever. Do you want to get breakfast tomorrow before you go to work? Otherwise, I'll never see you again. I'd probably be like, don't Bye. forget my number. I love you. <laughs> no, that's never going to happen. So she comes out of the mirror. Right. With yes. Hugsy and you Huggins. Think she's one. With this yes. parfait of young A bears. Parfait dish. Um, yeah, riding high. We're feeling good. Great. And, and then uh, tragedy no. strikes. Because what's the one thing you can't do to young berries? They can't touch the ground. Uh, and and she, remember that shoe that was <gasps> stuck in the mirror mm. that we thought was so. Oh, unimportant. she tripped on the shoe. She trips on the shoe. I didn't realize that. Oh, that's I thought why she the just whole tripped. Shoe thing happened. I thought she just tripped like the fucking klutz she was. No, she comes out through the mirror and trips on the shoe that's wedged in between the two worlds. Well. <sighs> And then they drop to the floor and they disappear like bubbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pop, and pop, then pop, pop, pop. everybody is devastated. She cries. I was so traumatized. It was just, like, I didn't cry as a kid, but I was just like, what the fuck have you done to us? You yeah. took us on this journey <laughs> and now you're, yeah. what, are you, what are you doing to how us? How dare you is and what Ben would scream at the how TV. How dare you? Exactly. I'm trying to think of some equivalent of a kid's movie where they go on this fucking journey and at the very end, like everything they did is meaningless. Well, was it meaningless? No, because it turns out that the young berries weren't even the first thing that Bookworm said is how you keep a grandma home. <laughs> <laughs> how you keep someone young? Yeah, yeah. Keep them low. Yeah, so you gotta give them. Uh, you gotta you gotta hug them and give them affection. What is the hug them, exactly? show them affection, and that they're needed. Wow. Yeah. And so they're ready to go. They're all. I think they're Aunt all Ruth is ready Aunt to Ruth go. Is chomping at the bitch. She is. Drop can't off wait. Her mom at the home. I mean, she's gonna drive by, toss Grandma out the car door, and keep going. Now, what kind of relationship do we think Ruth and Grandma had? Do you think that this is a passive aggressive relationship? Do you think that like Grandma would say things when the kids weren't around, where it would be just you know like. Like little asides, little guilt trippy things to Ruth that makes Ruth like this. I mean, we never see Grandma say anything to Aunt Ruth, and we only see Aunt Ruth insist Grandma must be shipped off. So I don't think there's. A, I, it does make me wonder what the upbringing was. Yeah. It's also interesting writing wise. Why? Why not just make the mother the Aunt Ruth? Yeah. Like why? Why have, have an this Aunt extra Ruth? Uh, character? Yeah. It's, like, is it just? Would the audience be too disturbed that Bridget lives with this? Cult? old woman like and you'd think oh i can't i feel too bad for her or like it's that that's gotta be it i'm just so curious to know what grandma did to ruth in ruth's youth i'm surprised just knowing that we've stolen so many things from you know through the looking glass alice in wonderland uh wizard of oz um, why didn't Peter Pan with Neverland? Sure. How was Aunt Ruth not also the actress playing the queen? Oh, that's right? a great idea. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. point. That would have been great. I, I did love believe they missed that. Aunt Ruth was an effective actress, I thought. Yeah. She was, like, she she was, was good, good at being a bitch. Yeah. yeah. 
So I think she Bridget just breaks it down and says like I don't want grandma to yeah, leave. Yeah, so right? she hugs grandma, shows her affection, and that she's needed. <laughs> but that's not enough because Brooke is just one child. No, Bridget. Bridget, Bridget is just Bridget, one child. She says her full name several times. Bridget Severson. <laughs> and I'm an American. She's an American citizen, citizen. and she doesn't kneel for anybody. Uh, you know who else is an American citizen? Is her brother. Brother. Yeah, no, nobody knows. <laughs> and they have. They and she acts. Poor little Bridget Severson is doing the acting of her life. That girl um, in that scene when she tells her brother, "It is now or never." Grandma is leaving Going. to a place she is perfectly fine moving to. <laughs> Grandma's going to a place where there will be people her own age, and she'll have her own. She's apartment. probably just so excited to watch Matlock. Yes, she's gonna have her own place. Dinner at four p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so a she's, schedule, yeah. a schedule. Uh, you know, yeah. something she can adhere to. Bocce ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. But um, no. Bingo. Yeah, they love that shit. They love. I mean, <laughs> I was <about> to say, <laughs> old people love being in homes. Oh God, Jesus no. Christ, dude. That's not true. But it didn't, it didn't sound like Grandma was going anywhere too terrible. You could no. visit her whenever you wanted. They're Republican. You know that they're setting her up in one of the nice homes. Yes, it's a nice home. Uh, or are they? Because finally, the brother breaks down. He breaks down and he tells Grandma he he want, doesn't want her to leave. Yeah, he loves something more mm-hmm. than baseball, and that's family. And then we find out that. Grandma did want to stay. Mm-hmm. She did want to be needed. She was going through those memories because mm-hmm. she was saying goodbye. She was only being strong for Bridget. Mm-hmm. She did want to stay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the ending is like, it's so weird because then I feel like her mom and dad are just like, yeah, why are we sending grandma away? Yeah. And they just immediately turn on a dime. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all it, of them. Aunt Ruth starts crying. It's almost the equivalent of like Goonies when the dad rips up the contract. You almost feel like the dad's supposed to rip up a, a agreement to send her to the home and yeah. be like, no homes ever. Yeah, nothing like changed that, but... except your daughter cried. And but then... like, if you ever listened to her, you'd know that she didn't want grandma to leave since this morning when you decided. Yeah. And they're totally losing their deposit on the home. Oh, for whatever. sure. <laughs> I think Aunt Ruth might deposit. move in. <laughs> um, Aunt Ruth, they all cry. They've, they have a family hug. It looks uncomfortable blocking wise. And then Aunt Ruth cries and she says something like, oh, what? Haven't you ever seen an old woman? I think she, I want to say she says hey, you haven't seen a nurse cry before. But that it was could it. Be wrong. That was, was it. it? You've yeah. never, seen, yeah. a never seen a nurse cry. cry. And it, which is like, what line is that? Yeah. No, I have what? Imagine I don't want to be in a situation where I do see a nurse cry. No. Ruth has Get two me another characteristics. Nurse. She has two things about her. She's a nurse and she doesn't want her mother to live in the house she also doesn't, doesn't live, live in. Ugh. She was so bent on sending her daughter to her home. Well, that was it, guys. We did it. Yeah. Oh no, there's one little epilogue. Oh, oh yeah. At some point. Bridget decides to give her brother's beloved baseball cap to Hugsy. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so he's kind of wearing it with his Chippendale outfit through part of the film. It's it's sexy. It's a good it's a good addition to the it's look. It's a good look right. for it's, him. He's serving it. And eventually, she at the very end, he the brother comes into her room and is like, "I want my hat back because the brother loves two things: baseball, baseball and hating Bridget. And hating Bridget. And she, 
is it Hugsy that puts the hat back on him? He's kind of like not Hugsy looking. holds the hat out and she puts the hat on him. That's it. And then he puts it on and then walks out of the room silent. No thank you, nothing. He just is like, well, I guess you had my hat then. And he doesn't say anything. He Honestly, maybe out. the most realistic portrayal of a family interaction in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Exactly. <laughs> is he like stunned or surprised that she was able to generate the hat? Or he's no, just, he like, just thought like she was hat. hiding it. Yeah, okay. he just like kind of gives her a stink eye and then walks out of the room and then I'm pretty that's the end right yeah that's the end. then she smiles and like looks she at, smiles she at, the mirror, at the mirror yeah freeze frame credits start to roll mm-hmm. I wondered if the whole credits were gonna roll over her staring at the mirror <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's a little clip yeah. of what you just saw for the last 48 minutes yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad you guys went on this journey what? sounds like you thought it was interesting <laughs> Steve had to stop it three times yeah. and texted me during being really? like, I've stopped it again. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite part of this when you were a kid? And what's your favorite part now? Um, I guess like just because like the, the idea of going through a mirror was always really cool. So like just like Alice in Wonderland, because I, I loved Alice in Wonderland too. I also loved that weird Alice in Wonderland TV special that like Carol Channing was in that was like nightmarish that had like a jabberwocky that as a mm-hmm. kid scared the shit out of me and then as an adult you're like oh that's just a man in a rubber costume like <laughs> it's not scary in any way i think as an adult i think i love the queen the most because she's just like having so much fun mm-hmm. but in such a bad way she's not a good actress <laughs> and like just is just just serving it up she just loves it she hates hugs. Steve. I love I love anything where someone hates something just for the narrative of the episode, but no real. Yeah. Like, I love Sister Act 2, how the mom is like, singing doesn't put food on the table. Your father was yeah. a singer and he left us, so no singing. Like, yeah, that I was love- Coco, too. Like, man, this I feel like your eternal lives are at stake, and you just hate music that much? If a... If a someone a husband leaves and they were a singer, like that family's not allowed to sing at all. Like I just I love the camp, I guess, of the of the queen as an adult. Absolutely. Uh what's your favorite part? My my favorite part is one hundred percent Bridget's American citizenry wow. declaration because it comes it's not just so confident it's also so unnecessary unexpected yeah and of all the like any other moment her first reaction to seeing the huggas was to literally scream for help and every other same every (laughs) every other reaction in this special she's just sitting there going what is this oh this is weird like she's just calling it out as she sees it this is weird this is weird this is weird and then she gets to that queen and she's like no longer weird you're a person I'm going to shut down (laughs) before you can shut me down for no discernible reason especially because they know she's the one that has the thing that she supposedly needs so it's even crazier to me Uh, but I just I also just love whenever a a kid actor gets to sass an adult Mm -hmm. I think it's very funny very fun Steve. Anything you enjoyed, Steve? No, absolutely none. <laughs> Not one frame of this. Um, no, my favorite moment is probably when the queen takes a, a moment to herself to admire her own beauty, and she's just holding the mirror, like, making faces in it, like, I am admiring my beauty. Like, no, we get it. You think you're beautiful. You, d- you don't need to stare at yourself in a mirror and smile and say you're admiring your beauty. You could just look in a mirror and smile and we'd get it. Is there 
any part of this that you would want to show a child now? Like, would you put know. this? Would you put this on if you were babysitting one of your nephew Steve or something like that? Yeah, I'd say I'd 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 pull up a photo of Hugsy and Huggins on my phone and say, if you don't be quiet, <laughs> we're putting this on. That sounds like a good punishment. Is there? Would you put it on for somebody then, or no? Would you want to share this with a kid? Would you be like, like, I like this when I was a kid. Want a kid to watch Return to Oz? They think they'd have nightmares. Like, to me, it's the equivalent of showing them Child's Play. So I probably wouldn't show it to a kid. I would just show it to adults that would enjoy the novelty of it. I thought of it as like a. um, I thought there could be a hug a bunch challenge where. Um, people put on Hug a Bunch just to see who can last the longest. That's how I started to feel in between my breaks. Would be like, let's just see how long I can go before I have to turn this off again. <laughs> Did you consider making one of those big pancake breakfast sandwiches in the middle of it? I should have. You I got you got too much soup. I went to bed and woke up and finished the rest of the next day. <laughs> <laughs> but you did it. Yeah, you got through it. I'm glad I did. I'm proud of you because now we have this content. Uh, if now you we were have three hours of podcast, I know I kind of brought up the idea of like, can this be rebooted at all? But let's assume it can. What would you change and uh, update, and why? If they remade the special, mm-hmm. if they were going to redo Hugga Bears, they're going to reintroduce the toy for a new generation. A uh, uh, whole, all, all millions of new kids are going to get to enjoy. Uh, a a hug a bear hug a ugly yeah very ugly design so first thing you do is make them cuter they just have to be cuter they just look like freaks (laughs) yeah it's just the whole the whole program has an underlying feeling of unpleasantness so i'd probably try to make it more (laughs) pleasant sure sure yeah make it so that it's not exactly so um they they have a they have a certain je ne sais quoi, don't they? And that je ne sais quoi is ugly as shit. Yeah, they're horrifying. Um, would you change the outfits? You cha- Would you still give them huglets who didn't appear at all really in this special? Just, we only saw them being like, like farmed. I feel like yeah, you see Wait, like what? a shot of them. You see a shot of all the sleeping huglets and she's like, "Oh, how cute." And it looks like they're just farming huglets. I missed that part. I must have looked away from I wouldn't have huglets. I would have them have like animal pets or something because they have like little babies and you're like, are they their babies? Or like, what do is- they grow in patches? And like, why are they responsible for Begets them? too many questions. Too many questions. Just like one of them has a pet dog, one of them has a pet cat. And like, and they love to hug. Yeah. Know? Sure. Yeah. The they one have that familiars. Loves- yeah. <laughs> I would basically use it to make his dark material. Yeah. <laughs> ben Seaman, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? Thank you so much for having me. Is there anything that you'd like to plug at this time? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at, at BenjaminJS. And that's probably it. That's for, it? For now. That's yeah. it okay. for now? All right. For now, we'll go back and add something later. <laughs> you know what I'm going to add? I'm Nadia Osman. I'm an American citizen, and I don't kneel down for anybody. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at WhyDoYouKnowThatPod or on Twitter at WhyDoYouKnowPod. 
they're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at whydoyouknowthatpod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime. Uh-huh.